Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. From the far reaches of Dominaria to the deep depths of the Internet, only one company can withstand the hardships and brave the fierce trials that face the casual multiplayer Magic Warrior. These four brave men stand as one and cross swords with foes of unimaginable horror who would dare challenge them on the field of battle. These four men are... The Mana Pool. Here to guide you through the mystic and awesome landscapes of the many planes of the multiverse are your fearless leaders, Brian, the Lead Rambler, Dirk, it's not that easy being green. The greenest man alive. And Mike. Only God can judge me, is that right? The rules guru and resident oldster. And leading them all on their relentless charge through the aether fields is the head dork. The one and only. The truly awesome Chewie. So sit back, relax. Grab a glass of refreshing Jones Planeswalker soda and prepare yourself for the Mana Pool. Hello again and welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode... I just had the damn thing open too. This is 280 something. 283 I think. Is that right? I think so. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So we missed last week because Vegas, but I did get the third three questions from Charlotte finally up. Really? Yeah. It went up on the... I didn't put it up on the website yet. It went up on the RSS feed and on MTGCast, but it doesn't have a post on the website. I guess my iTunes just hadn't picked it up yet. Oh, okay. But uh, I got it up yesterday, last night sometime. Oh. Yeah. I guess that's part of it. But, uh... Yeah, so 283. Hi, I'm Chewy, the lead dork here. We're brought to you as always by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. I was rocking the Cardshark shirt, uh, day one at Vegas. 4,500 people. Look at my Cardshark shirt. Go shop there. Bam! <laughs> I saw another guy in a Cardshark shirt, but I could never pin him down long enough to ask him who he was or where he got the shirt. And I'm sad about that. <laughs> I was like, look at that guy. It was always during a match or while I was asking someone three questions. Never could get away and like track that guy down, and it made me sad. It was just someone walking around the room with a funhouse mirror. I mean, that could have been it. It gave me gray hair and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sophisticated. That's a hell of a funhouse mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got some nanotech in there. Oh, jam! <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm Chewy, and I'm I'm still exhausted. And with me is always Archie Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler, and I apparently have super haste, just like a certain rocket-powered turbo slug. Uh, this means you better pay for me, or something really bad happens. Is he like a pact? He's like a pact. He's like a pact, yeah. 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 Like, before pacts were a thing, we had a slug. Holy crap. So, yeah. Pacts there, are a, a thing that came from uh, the unsets. Yeah, there were a lot of experimental things that came out of what they were doing with the unsets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some others I can't remember off the top of my head. Mike maybe has an example ready. Half mana. Um, oh, wait. Huh? That's a half mana. No, wait. I don't know. Maybe. When did Hybrid show up? <laughs> that is a count. Anyway, um, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. And 
I did not get to go to Vegas, but I'm very happy that Chewie did. Yes, are we all? And I'm glad well, I was that. actually really glad that I wasn't in the middle of the desert. No offense. Oh, dude, <laughs> coming back to humidity has been the worst thing ever. Ugh. It was like 20 degrees hotter there, and yet not as hot. <laughs> hey, Derek, that's you. Oh, okay. And I'm Dirk the Self-Proclaimed Greenest Man Alive, Moral Compass of the Group. And yes, I know exactly what Chewie's talking about. I actually went to Vegas uh, about five years ago. And yes, it is easily over 100 degrees during the day, but it's still not miserable. Like, it's actually not bad out there. Yeah. And Chelsea went to Denver with me last summer. Yeah. And it was the same way, even with all the fires going on. She loved being out there because the the air was so dry that, you know, whenever you do something with your hair, your hair stays the exact same state as it was when you messed with it the, uh, <laughs> earlier in the day. Wow. This picture in my head has evolved so – this picture in my head has evolved so much since you started talk, talking. Because you're talking about Denver, and I'm like, Denver? And I'm thinking of South Park. And then you're <laughs> like – with the fires, I'm thinking of South Park. On fire. And they're talking about Chelsea loved it. I'm picturing Chelsea in the middle of South Park while it's on fire. And in the last picture, she's apparently straightening her hair, saying, Dirk, isn't this great? <laughs> so, thank you for that. Ooh, wow. It was a lightning bolt that came really close to the house. I'm waiting for the rumble. There it is. Gosh, that happened to me yesterday. I had, I was, I was just, uh, wandering around the apartment and suddenly the room lit up like some, like a, like someone had taken a photo. And not even a full second later, I heard, I'm like, oh, man. We're all going to die. It was crazy. Yeah, if I fall off the call, it's because my computer just blew up. That storm is moving your way because it was uh, – No, it already came through us. Really? I, no, we're getting the, the back edge of it Okay. at this point. It's pretty much done over here. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that's us. And, yeah. So what are we going to talk about first? Well – well, let's hear about Vegas. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, as, as everyone might know by now, uh, Jeremy Schofield, who is a guy that I brought onto Monday Night Magic once because of his near legendary run at, uh, uh, GP Vancouver. He went X and O and all the way through everything until he got to the finals. Like, his, his one loss, his one not win was the finals. So I brought him on. To Monday Night Magic to talk about it, and he was so awesome that we just kept bringing him on and kept bringing him on and kept bringing him on, and he, now he's a regular. And we were talking about Vegas on one episode, and he goes, "We everybody's going to be there. You're going, right, Chewie? I was like, no. I can't afford to go to Vegas. He's like, oh, you're going. I was like, okay, Jeremy. And a few days later, he sent me a link, and it was a link to a GoFundMe uh, page that was all dedicated to send Chewie to Vegas. And lo and behold, uh... The listeners and various friends and people sent me to Vegas, and and I gushed about this quite a bit. Unbeknownst on my to us, magic. unbeknownst to us that donated, Chewy came back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Crap's expensive out there, dude. It's like it's bad. But uh, yeah, I gushed about this on Monday Night Magic for quite a bit. I actually had to stop because I was starting to choke up a little bit. But uh. But thank you to everyone who had anything to do with me going. Everyone who donated, everyone who offered up prizes, everyone who offered up support, everyone who said, hey, I can't help, but, you know, hope you have a good – just everybody. Everybody who came up to me at Vegas and said, hey, are you Chewy? 
I love your show or I love what you do. I had a bunch of people just simply say, thank you for your work. And it just, <laughs> everything just means so much to me. And look, I'm, I'm doing it again. <laughs> huh. So it was really, it was really an uplifting experience. And I feel like I had the worst day ever at work today, but I don't even care because I'm still riding high on Vegas. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So thank you all very much for that. But getting to Vegas itself. So I, uh, let's begin at the airport at 7 a.m. I hastily choked, choked down a pop tart, a chocolate pop tart and a Coke before I went through the damn TSA line, you know, or as my old man calls it, search and seizure. Which, I think he thinks that's what it's called. Because I don't think he was saying that as a joke. <laughs> but, uh, that was 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The next time I ate, I don't remember, it was like a four-hour flight, four, four-and-a-half-hour flight. And I get there, and Dave Crowley and his son, and Bert. These are guys from Clues' shop, actually. Uh, which is not Clues' shop, but, you know, the shop Clues uh, talks about endlessly. Uh, yes. Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. According to these two dorks, it's a great shop. I should check it out. It yeah. is? Yeah, see? And uh, they were also on the plane, and so we shared a cab. We went straight to the venue because even though there's no way we're going to get a play mat, let's go ahead and get in line and maybe we'll get a play mat. And I stood in that line outside wrapped around the building for an hour. I think it was about an hour. We ended up inside where it snaked all around everywhere. This place was... You guys remember how big the Charlotte Convention Center was? Yeah. Yeah. Dwarfed it. It was crazy. It was completely insane. For Las Vegas, I guess the convention center would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it snaked all around everywhere. Luckily, the guys I was in line with were really cool. Like, oh my god, I'm about to pee myself. They're like, well, go pee. We'll hold your spot. I was like, I love you. I'm impressed you were only in line for an hour. Oh, uh, that was just to get inside. Oh, yeah. Then, stood in line for another about two and a half inside. So it's about a three and a half hour wait. To get a GP promo all is dust and a little uh, voucher thing to fill out to do the mini masters. That was it. They were out of <laughs> sleeves, they were out of play mats, they're out of, they're, there was nothing else. So, that was fun. That was not fun. That was absolutely miserable. I really hope, and I know they did, uh, learn something from it. Because it was seriously miserable. Like, it was bad. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, they and uh, we we actually talked about this at great length on Monday Night Magic last night, where we we did pros and cons and what else could they possibly have done and da 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 da. But the point is, everything aside, it was awful. For anyone that was complaining that they capped it at forty five hundred, die in a fire. <laughs> because, I, Brian and I actually talked about this uh, a little bit when I was visiting with him yesterday evening. Um, he and Carrie invited me to dinner over at McAllister's. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, I could okay. imagine, well, having, having been at Charlotte, waiting around, you know, for an, an extra two hours while the judges did what they could to beg, borrow, and steal enough tables and chairs to fit everyone. You know, 2,600 people sitting around for a couple of hours while everything sucks is one thing. But if Vegas wasn't capped, like 5,000, maybe. Oh. Way more than that. So like 6,000 people sitting around for who knows how many hours while everything sucks is a disaster. Yeah, they were thinking that uh, they could have hit 6,000 easy if they uh-huh. hadn't capped it. Easy. Yeah. And they had to cap it. They had to. I, I was there. They had to cap it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people that were complaining about it weren't there. So screw all of you. <laughs> and I bet they weren't at Charlotte either. It, probably not. 
and most of the people, I mean, there were some that were complaining about it beforehand that were there. I severely doubt that anybody is complaining about it afterwards. <laughs> and if they are, they can die in a fire too. Like it was bad. Now the event itself, I'm not there yet. So that was that was Friday. I meet up with Jeremy Schofield finally. He gives me like I hold out the hand. He he looks at me like I'm an idiot and gives me a great big uh, Canadian bear hug. Canadian bear hugs are actually bigger than American bear hugs. I don't know if you know that. Inflation. And, they are. They're like twice as big. Yeah, it's it's the 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 actual uh, what's it called the transfer Grizzly rate. Grizzly bears. The uh, <laughs> the exchange rate. Exchange rate. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he pulls out this big thing of Canadian chocolate and hands it to me. It like it's a big like sample. It's got Canadian Kit Kat and Coffee Crisp and some other stuff that I haven't looked at. I'm like, what the hell is this? He goes, this is from a listener. I was like, what? And he's like, yep. And he pulls out a second one. He goes, this is for Jack. And he pulls out a third one. He goes, this is for Clues. I was like, you know, Clues is here, right? You can you can give him this yourself. Turns out, no, I have it because Clues. We didn't see him when he wasn't judging. Huh. But uh, so I'm stuck with all this Canadian chocolate, which might just be mine, you know. <laughs> Delicious. But uh, yeah, don't don't post this until after you've eaten everything. Exactly. Yeah. And then he pulls out the uh, Is it versus Golgari? And he goes here. I'm like, what is this? He goes, same listener. He heard this is the one you didn't have. It's like you've got to be kidding me. He's like, nope. Oh, wow. Well, all right. Damn. So. I don't know if Kim Ho listens to this or not. I kind of doubt it, but you know, thank you, sir. And uh, so that, like, I had known Jeremy face to face for like two minutes when he handed me this stuff. I was like, blah, blah, blah. and I ask him three questions, and then he runs off and like hugs some dude and comes back. I'm like, who was that? He's like, that was KYT. I'm like, what? So I run over and and torment KYT and ask him three questions. It's good to meet KYT. And then I met Marcel. I met all kinds of podcasters. Holy God. But uh, we wander around for a few minutes. They came straight from the airport, too, and they packed big. So they had a lot of stuff. It was uh, Jeremy and then Nick, another uh, a guy from uh, Edmonton that I ended up crashing with, which was the plan. It's not like those. Oh, I ended up crashing with them that I was crashing with. And uh, they wander around, and we sit there and shoot the breeze, and they go get, a couple of them go get food. And Nick it was gone for like half an hour, and he reappears with food. We were like, holy crap, dude, that took forever. And he's like, I think I could in line, too, so it should have taken longer. We were like, what? And it just, it was terrible. And I, they're like, hey, let's go do Mini Masters. I'm like, you've lost your mind. I haven't eaten. At this point, it was like, I want to say like 6 or 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. maybe. That can't be right. 6 or 7 o'clock in Vegas? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. Local time? Yeah. So, so on, in, to your stomach, it's what, like 10 at night? 11. So hang on, let me... I can actually tell you, because Chris Otwell sent me a message right about then, which is the next part of the story. It was 6.30, Vegas time. Vegas, if I remember correctly, is on Pacific time. Yeah. So it was... 10.30. It was 10.30, so it was like 14, 15 hours, give or take, since I had eaten. Mm-hmm. So I went over to grab some food. I stood in line. I got a hot dog and some chili cheese fries and a drink. Oh, God, a drink. Because oh. it was only a four-hour flight, so I didn't get any, I didn't get any food, or, and I turned down the drinks because I wanted to get up and pee, because I was working. You know, I was working actually finishing the three questions from Charlotte. Yay! And I'm sitting there wolfing these down. I realized I didn't get any napkins or any like fork, so I'm just digging into the chili cheese fries. And and uh, the lady clues walks by, being all hot. She's like, "Hey, Chewie, I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good? No, <laughs> but it's food." 
and I get a text from Chris Atwell. I don't even know. Chris Atwell had my phone number. And he goes, hey, I've got tickets to see the Tournament of Kings tonight. You want to go? I'm like, the hell is that? He goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and free dinner. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So <laughs> Chris Atwell picks me up, and I, I've never laid eyes on Chris Atwell before, so that was a little weird. And this guy in a minivan yells at me, Chewie, over here. I'm like, okay. And to be sure it was him, I cracked a funny something so that he would laugh. Because Chris Outwell, I don't know if anyone remembers from back in the day, Chris Outwell has a very distinct laugh. And as soon as he left, I was like, okay, I'm safe. And I got in the car. <laughs> Dangerous. When you want to get Chewie in your car, you just have to have a distinctive laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and some candy. Hell yeah, candy. No, I had the candy. It's fine. But, uh, so we went to see, went to pick up the Tournament of Kings at a, a ticket at Excalibur. It's a big medieval times thing. There's a show yeah. and jousting and sword fighting and dancing and singing and the hut, the, the dancing girls and the knights and whatever, you know, and the beefcakes for, for the women, you know, and they were, they were big too. Holy crap. But anyway, so that was fun and the food was good. And before that, we sat at the bar and shot the breeze about the network and how much we hate magic podcasters. We don't actually hate magic. Oh, I hate magic podcasters, but... uh They're pretty terrible. Uh, well, you know. Just, we, we shot the breeze about all kinds of stuff. And uh and it was cool. And we saw the show, and that was cool. And then we got lost in Vegas with no phones, because both our phones died, and his charger wasn't charging, and my freaking car charger was in the, uh, in the, the bag, way back in the back, and we're on the strip. And there's a cop right next to us, so it's not like I can Chinese fire drill and jump out and root through the back and grab it and get back in the car. So, <sighs> but EDC was in town, the Electric Daisy Carnival, which is the world's biggest rave, apparently. And so there were little tweaked-out, half-naked raver chicks everywhere, and it was glorious. <laughs> can I say that one more time? Yes. It was glorious. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I got back to the... No, I never went back to the venue on Friday. We, I finally got my car char, my, my phone charged up long enough to get in touch with Jeremy and find out where the hell he was. At this point, it's like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and we still haven't had a hotel room because when they went to check in, oh, your room's not ready. What? So they went out to eat with a bunch of Canadians, because they're Canadian, you know. We had to track them down at the place and then wander around, and we ended up getting a room finally at the Golden Nugget and wandering around on Fremont Street. Which I don't know if anyone has ever been to Vegas and gone to Fremont Street. It is a trip. They've got the the big screens overhead, you know, so it's like daylight under them. And they're playing music and all these casinos are open and there's the street performers. It's just it's crazy nonsense. And there's people zipping by overhead on zip lines. And it was it was cool. <laughs> and then we passed the hell out. And then got up the next day, grabbed some Mickey D's. Uh, Jeremy remarked on how heavy American change is, and this, like, homeless dude just popped up out of the concrete and was like, well, I'll take it off your hands for you. Jeremy was like, uh, okay, and hands him his change. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to the venue. We had to be there at 10. So we got there. It was about 9.30, I think. And I wander around. I do some three questions and whatnot, and I did a little bit on Friday, too, uh, before exhaustion set in, and I had to eat and whatnot. And... Uh, Saturday was beautiful. They split the tournament into four sections. So the judge booth was actually in the middle. And each quadrant, it, it, was, it was split into quadrants. And each quadrant had a uh, different colored tablecloth. And the part, the side of the room that had to do with that quadrant had the same colored tablecloth. So there was the white and the green and the blue and the red tournaments. Guess which one I was in? The black red. one that's not there. 
It turns out side events were the black ones, so they were the minority. Okay. That's messed up. You were I didn't in... find out there was a black one until later. I was like, what? You were in blue. Oh, I was in the you know. white one, because they're racist. <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah, so I, I got my stuff, I sat down, and I introduced myself to the guys around me, and the guy sitting across from me, Gabe, from Texas, was like, oh, yeah, Chewy, I listen to your shows. I was like, oh, word. And, you know, all of that, and shook your hand, asked everybody around me three questions, had a good old time, and then we got our stuff. And I was hoping to hit the Tarmogoy, the, the shiny Goyf lottery. I did not open a pool that was worth enough money to drop. Damn it. So, <laughs> so I registered it and passed and got my, my stuff and my deck. I ended up going, uh, whoop, red white. And these are empty sleeves. Damn it. Did I really take it out of sleeves? Son of the bitch. I don't think you're supposed to drop before you register the deck and pass it. I think oh, that's kind no, of- that's allowed. They, that's allowed? they made there's a special a, announcement about about it. There's been a lot of um, argument over it and changes in policy about that over the years. For a while, it was the official policy that before registration, the um, the stuff still belonged to the tournament organizers. So walking off with it could count as theft of tournament materials. But they backed off of that in recent in recent years. Maybe even See, just I don't, recent months. I don't know. I kind of like the. I, I, that, that's a bit extreme, but I kind of like that approach because at least you, you still have the chance of like, if you open something that's not great, you might get past something great. Instead, everybody that gets something really great is like, okay, I'm out. You know, <clears throat> it's almost like you've got two chances to win the lottery. So I'm more in, in favor of you have to participate through getting the deck that's, that's going to be yours and then that's yours. But anyway, that's, that's just my, okay, that's my note. <laughs> <clears throat> Darn it. There it is. So. So. So you didn't, what, what was in the stuff you actually played with? So, let's see. The stuff that I played with that was ridiculous. As I said, I was, uh, what was I? Black. No, uh, red, red, white. There we go. Red, <laughs> white. So the stuff that I opened that I played with was Figure of Destiny. Nice. A Dark Art Valkyrie. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a Lightning Helix, a Path to Exile. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of which are amazing. <laughs> I had a Sins Enlistment in the deck, which was freaking ridiculous. Sins Enlistment is awesome. That's the yeah. one with Retrace? Yeah, Retrace for four mana, make two dudes. Is it Sorcery? Uh, yes. It's still really awesome. It yeah. is completely amazing. Uh, I had an Apocrysite, which is an uncommon now. A Stir <laughs> the Pride. A Flicker Wisp. Let's see. Uh, a Bound in Silence. Avian Changeling, Sanctum Gargoyle, Arcbound Stinger. I had a few flyers. Uh, Bone Splitter, Brute Force, Rift Bolt, uh, Pallid Mycoderm, I guess. Thundering Giant did a lot of work. That's pretty much it. Like, the rest is just nonsense. You know, a Saltfield Recluse. My, my pool had three of an uncommon, and it was Hand Sower. Oh. Yeah, that was lame. And I did not have any, I think I had one Thalid. Oh, and it, I played it. It was the um, Pallid Mycoderm. Yeah, like I think he's worth. I think he's worth playing. Oh yeah, he was. But the only the only thing that reliably made tokens I had was Sins Enlistment. So that was lame. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, the figure of Destiny and our Dark Art Valkyrie were key. Like I think in three games in the first three rounds, I went turn one figure, and then either turn two pump it or turn two equip a Bone Splitter to it. Uh, yeah, like it's just, it's completely sick. 
And I ended up winning the first three rounds pretty handily. Just smash, smash, smash. I'm awesome. And then I ended up losing the next three rounds pretty handily. So I ended up, ended up three and three, which I was happy, uh, just like in Charlotte. Yeah, I scrubbed out. Woohoo! I can focus on what's important. But I couldn't just quit. I had to wait until I couldn't play anymore, you know? Yeah. So that, that's, it was bittersweet, but it was mostly sweet. But, uh, I, once I hit three wins, I started playing against people with good decks. And it was just bad. Like, the, the, the one, one of the guys that beat me, I swear he was playing like constructed fairies. There was just so many fairies. Like, everything in his deck was a fairy and it flew and it punched me in the face. And I was like, meh! I sighted in my second, uh, Hammerheim Deadeye against him. Yeah, you know what good that does? Nothing. Nothing. It killed one of his ephemerons and he was like, damn it! And it killed one of his fairy mechanists. You know what? He had two more mechanists and a freaking fairy macabre and a freaking something else. That's just so, ridiculous. Yeah, and that wasn't even everything. Like, it was sick. <laughs> he had two ephemerons, by the way. Oh, wow. That thing, if you've never had to play against it, oh. it's kind of like Jaws. You're like, it's coming. It, 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 it's coming. It was it was actually the worst. But so, uh, Four fours are so... That fly. Uh. And you just suspend it on turn two and then just wait. Yeah. If I'm still alive when this thing pops out, I'm a win. And <laughs> turns out he will. But, yeah, so, I mean, the playing was good. The time between rounds was not great, but I'm probably the only person in the world who didn't care because it gave me more time to walk around and interview people. Mm-hmm. And I kept an eye on the timer. The, the highest that I remember seeing it was at minus 25, which is bad. But then that was round one. So, duh. <laughs> Everybody's still feeling out their decks. There's so many people there. It's bound to go high at some point. Yeah. And it was cool. You could tell when we'd been playing for ten minutes because hands were shooting up all over the place. Judge, come give my opponent a game, uh, a match loss because he's not here. And like in the first round, I counted seventeen hands shoot up at the ten minute mark in just my part of the tournament. Whoa! I was like, did you people not have the common courtesy to drop? What the hell? That's seventeen free wins that you know people could have plexed who played for. <laughs> that's just what I could see from where I was at in just in the white tournament. So you know whatever. But. Minor Masters is a lot of fun. Like, making cuts was hard, man, because every freaking card is playable, except for, yeah. like, Dragonstorm and Progenitus. Mm. <laughs> so, that, that's I, mean, kind I think of I was playing, I, got. I, think I was playing 41 cards, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I threw in, I could not make the last cut. It, it probably should have been a Sand Sower, but, whatever. <laughs> you were playing a Sand Sower? Yeah, I played one. Interesting. Because I could tell that my plan was to gum up the ground uh, as much as possible, and then you know equip a bone splitter to my flyer and, and break people. Okay, that was well, going to I mean, be my next question. Did you actually have enough creatures to make it worthwhile? Oh yeah, I had a, a buttload of creatures, and with the sins enlistment, yeah, I had more creatures than anybody wanted. All right. Yeah, they say it, it's it's good and sealed, not just constructed to know what your deck wants to do. It's not just enough. Here's a bunch of good stuff, but how is the deck trying to win? Yeah. Who's the beat down? You know, that sort of stuff. And I wanted, <clears throat> like, the the plan was, the so, Sansor was in there in case I got a Sins Enlistment up and running. And, of course, the one time that I had, like, eight Sins Enlistment tokens, there's not a Sansor to be seen. Yeah. But still, just in case, that would have been freaking amazing. Yeah. Sure. That's that's what one of are for. You can, if you draw it, you can craft your game around Yeah, it. but I had two and a foil. I was like, this is what I get foil in common. What the hell? <laughs> but uh did so you get any outstanding rares or, or mythics that you did not play with that you I, 
Hang on. I got those right here, too. You would ask me that after I put the, the bucks away. I got a... Uh, so I really meant to take these... And then these what did you have vendor. for dinner last night? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, me- I meant to take these to a vendor and see if they would give me anything for them, and then I sort of forgot because I'm bad at this. Um, I'm sure you were plenty busy doing other things. It's true. So, okay, here we go. The foils were Sansower, Ethereum Sculptor, Erratic Mutation, Crush Underfoot, Herobius Whisper, Moth Dust Changeling, Moldervine Cloak. Yeah, I had a foil molder vine cloak. How cool is that? Is there a foil in every pack? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and a foil phallid germinator. Hey, look, I had one more phallid. Excuse me. My green was terrible. My black had the Herobi's Whisper and a Death Denied, and, like, that's it. I guess I had a stinky. Yeah, I had a stinky. And that's it. Like, it was bad. That sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) I had a stinky teacher. See what you did there. But uh, the rares were the Figure of Destiny, the Darker Valkyrie, a Glimmer Void... Kataki Wars Wage, mm-hmm. uh, Pyromancer Swath, and Chalice of the Void. Hmm. Yeah, those are those are hard to build around, especially in limited. Yeah. Um, the Chalice of the Void, maybe if you just stuck it at two, you know, that could still that could shut off a, a large number of things. And uh, were you playing the? Um, um, I did not play any of those. That the I just the Katakis. No, you didn't play the Wars Wage. Hmm, I might have. Well, you were playing Bone Splitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was playing Bone Splitter, Sanctum Gargoyle, uh, <coughs> enough to where it would have been a pain. I think you said you had some Earthbound Stingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. This All is. Right. Oh, that's the Sanctum Gargoyle. Her, her. I could almost see it just, just including it because it's a creature and it might, roll, you know, hurt the random guy, but, um, sure. if, if it's gonna hurt you more, then, yeah. Does, does he have any other abilities? Uh, like first, like first strike or something? I don't think so. I think he's just a 2 1 for 2. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah. But, uh. So is Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, man. So, uh, but Gabe, the guy sitting across from me, so I'm, I'm bad at building a sealed deck. Like, it takes me forever to make a cut. And I ended up not making a cut this time. Yeah. And, uh, I was, like, registering the deck just as the judges, the judges were standing behind me, like, you done? And I'm like, hang on a second. And, uh, I was like, damn it, I don't have sleeves. I guess I'll go buy some sleeves. If I went round one, and Gabe goes here and throws me a pack of the uh, Lavinia of the Tenth sleeves, I was like, I'm not, no, don't give me sleeves. He's like, no, don't worry about it. They were free from Card Kingdom. Just take them. He's like, you're playing 40 cards. He's like, actually, I'm playing 41. He goes, oh, here, throws me the other pack. I was like, <laughs> are you sure? He goes, yeah. I mean, you can't just have 40 just in case it, well, you break one anyway. So here, I'm like, dude, are you freaking serious? He's like, yeah, like, you're freaking awesome. And he was like 18 feet tall, so every time I see him, I'm like, Gabe, how you doing, man? And, you know, we were, we were friendly the whole time. <laughs> and at the end of day one, before I left, I was sitting around the back of the little area there where the, the concession stand is, charging my phone, because my phone was dying. And I Skyped at him, or not Skyped at him, I, I tweeted, tweeted at him, yo, dude, you still here? He's like, yeah, what's up? It's like, I'm back here charging my phone, come find me. And I fanned out my rares, and I said, which one you want? He's like, are you kidding? I'm like, no, you gave me sleeves, and yeah, you you need something for this. So uh, he took the figure of destiny. Okay. Yeah. I said, dude, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Take the damn thing. So yeah, but he he was a really cool guy, nice guy. Whenever one of us was, because of course we're sitting right across from each other on at the uh, player meeting, so our names were close to each other on the list. Right next to each other, in fact. So whenever one of us happened to spot the other one's name, we'd yell out, you know, Yo, Gabe, you're at whatever. You're at whatever. So that was cool. Because the massive humanity was ridiculous for the first, I'm going to say four rounds, it was bad. 
uh, after round one, they started putting them on uh, the pairings on the internet. But people with, I think, Sprint and Verizon couldn't see them. I have Sprint. I'd click on the link and it would do mer and it would sit there. I'm like, click the link. Nah, click the link. What? What are you doing? <sighs> but uh, as far as people, I got to meet. Oh my God, dude! I got to meet Rich H- Rich Hagen. I got to meet Rich Hagen. I got to meet Rich Hagen. Can you see his name? I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, and he was that's playing. Cool. Yeah, he. I I saw that. I was watching ever so. I watched like a grand total of five minutes of the coverage, and they had him in the booth, and they're like, "You're not used to being here, are you?" And I'm like, "Why are they joking about?" Oh. Oh, he's playing. And BDM was playing, too. It was yeah. so weird that Rich and BDM, who are usually the commentators, were playing. That was just weird. Yeah, but <coughs> but my head is, is huge because I got to meet so many listeners. And everyone that I met, I asked three questions uh, because why not, you know, mm-hmm. get people involved. It was awesome. And then so many of the big names either recognized me. Or actually stopped to speak to me. Like I was walking past the booth. Marshall was standing outside the booth talking to someone. And he turns around and he goes, hey, Chewy, what's up? And that just made me happy. <laughs> and then soon afterwards, Jackie Lee just sort of walked up behind me and looked at me. Like, you going to ask me some questions? And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so that was cool. Chewy was red neckinized all over the place. It's totally, yeah. And Jackie Lee's such a sweetheart. Every time I've done three questions with her, it's been really funny. Not that anyone knows, because I've only ever been some of them posted shut up. <laughs> in, in terms of three questions, I think Pittsburgh just needs to be the lost episode. You need to move Vegas to the front of the line. You think? I don't know. I'm already uh, halfway done with Pittsburgh, actually. Oh, really? Because of the plane ride there and back. I finished the last three questions from Charlotte on the plane and started on Pittsburgh immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pittsburgh's going to be four files, uh-huh. and the first three are... Uh, put together and all that and levelated, they just need to be listened to and have music inserted. But since they're all so short, I can actually, I don't have to set aside like four hours to do one. I can set aside like two hours to do one, which is a lot easier. Okay. So, yeah, the plan is to knock those out in a hurry and then start on Vegas. And I thought about doing that actually, and then I realized I'm already halfway done. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, I got a lot done on the way back, uh, in the plane on the way back once I woke up. But uh, let's see. I got to meet BDM. I got to meet Gavin, who, you know, uh, he was started his his big name thing on Monday Night Magic. I got to meet him. Yep. Uh, who else? Rich Hagen. Bob Maher was there uh, and recognized me, <laughs> which was cool. He was like, "I'm Chewy. I did the interview." He's like, "Yeah, you and Clues. These games expo." I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Is there going to be another Escapist Expo this year? Uh, there is. Awesome. Is it still going to be in Durham or somewhere else? Is it a traveling show? No, I'm pretty – since the Escapist is in Durham, I think they're going to do it there. Oh, I didn't know the Escapist was based in Durham. Yeah. Huh. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. But he actually said something about, yeah, if they're if they're if if they'll have us again, we'll be there. I was like, sweet. But let's see. What else? So many people. Dude, so many people. So the recorder at its current settings that I have holds three hours and five minutes of footage. Mm-hmm. When I got back to the hotel room on Saturday night, it had 56 seconds left. <laughs> nice. And uh, it had like seven or eight minutes left. And then I talked to David Ochoa, and then I talked to Sean Catanese, who uh, is a, a judge coordinator and formerly of Judge Cast. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, 56 seconds. <laughs> and then uh, the next morning I had some panic because I couldn't find the recorder. I lost my freaking mind. Turns out it was wrapped up in my play mat. So when I put my hand in the bag and felt around, I didn't feel it. But when I dumped the bag on the bed, there it was. I was like, meh. So my heart started beating again, and that was cool. And I emptied the uh, the recorder, had three hours and five minutes again. It has an hour and five minutes on it now. I have five hours of content from GP Vegas. It was a pretty big event. Yeah. And I was – okay, so on Sunday I went back, and I realized at the end of the day I had sat down twice. <laughs> once was to sign a card. I just sat down real quick and eh. – and once was to – Sit down because Schofield was sitting there, was standing there next to KYT, and they were wondering where all the other Canadians were and who was going to dinner. And so I sat down too, and I almost died right there. Chewy, get up. What? <laughs> so yeah. Oh, going to Vegas must be nice. Yeah, screw you, buddy. I'm working. Uh, but uh, got to meet so many listeners. So let's see. Uh, Mike Hardy, the guy who had the super secret project. He asked us what our favorite 8 and 16-bit video game characters were. And he yeah, said, I, don't I haven't think we s- talked about this on the air. I don't think we did. But he asked us that, and he's like, I have a super secret project. I'm going to give it to Chewy at Vegas to bring back to you guys. And we were like, what, 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 what? They get there. Did you guys get uh, read the email or see the yes. email? Yes. It was uh, their perler beads, which are used to make, like, pixel art, you know, stuff. And you put them on a thing and hot glue them together and whatnot. And he made us our favorite video game characters. So, uh, Brian wanted Golbez from Final Fantasy IV, and he said that the, the enemy Golbez would have been like six feet tall, so he made the party Golbez. Spoiler alert, Golbez joins the party at some point. He's on that side of the screen. And it was, and it was really cute. I was like, aw. And then Dirk wanted Link, so he made the Link from, uh, the Minish Cap. And then Mike wanted Kirby, and I said, is Kirby is Kirby throwing up the double bird? He goes, yeah, Mike seems like he has a lot of pent-up anger. <laughs> and I, said, I, was, I was wondering why Kirby looked like that. I was like, that is freaking awesome. And then I told him that I really like Samus from Super Metroid. He's like, the Super Metroid Samus would have been freaking huge. So I made a Mega Man and reskinned it as Samus. So I have like a little Mega Man jumping and shooting uh, thing, but it looks like Samus. And that is so awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, thank you, Mike. And so, so, dude, there's so many. I got five hours of footage, man. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, I talked to, uh, judges. I got almost all of the, the level fours and fives. And a bunch of, uh, twos and threes. Just whoever. There's a guy that had an epic fro. So I'm like, dude, I'm talking to you. You're answering three questions. And there's a guy named Patrick Cool. And he's a friend of Beaches. So of course he's answering three questions. Cause his name is Patrick Cool. Like, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and uh, the the cosplayers that were walking around, Christine Sprankle was there. Uh, she was Amara the first day, and then she was the Mercadian Masks brainstorm. Oh, cool! Uh, on Sunday, which was pretty awesome. And I talked to her and gave her a hug for JT. And it turns out I was only supposed to tell her hi. I'm like, well, you hugged her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got to. I got to witness the Canadian, the Edmonton crew arguing about things, which was hilarious. So they were arguing about time, and they want to go. Some of them want to go see Penn and Teller, and some of them don't. And the show starts here, but we got to get tickets and argue about getting tickets, argue about walking to the hotel, argue about taking a cab from the 
the venue to the hotel? Will we stand in the cab line longer than what it'll take to go just walk and da-da-da-da-da? And somebody's got to go take all this crap back to the room, so you guys are going to go back to the room, and you don't want to go to the show, but you do, so we'll get you a ticket. And these guys want to go to the show, but they don't want to take the crap back to the room, so I'll take it, okay. And then we're just along for the ride, so we didn't, we were just going to the Rio, because they were going to go to the buffet at the Rio, because apparently the buffet at the Rio was balling. I don't know, because when we got there... After they finished arguing about the tickets, we go over to the buffet, and there's like 7,000 people in line. And they had 45 minutes. And they're like, son of a bitch. And they argued <laughs> about it for some more. And then we ended up going to the All-American like Bar and Grill or something, which is like a sports bar type place. Uh, and then we had to argue about how many people were coming with us. At one point, theoretically, we had 20 people in our crowd. And I'm like, what? And it turns out Alex Hayne and his crew went somewhere else to eat. And they weren't going to see Penn and Teller anyway, so screw them. So they ended up being eight. No, wait, here's another guy, nine of us. And after all of that, I've been with them for like an hour, maybe longer. And we all sit down at the table, and three of them turn and go, so I don't know you. Hi, I'm whatever my name is, and who are you? And I was like, really? Freaking really? <laughs> and then I got to witness one of them go, he was ordering a burger, and he said, what kind of cheese you want? And he goes, what kind of cheese you got? And he goes, and I've got American and Swiss and provolone. And he goes, I'm Canadian. What's American cheese? <laughs> <laughs> and I just wow. lost. <laughs> and some of the other guys are trying to explain it. And he's like, like cheddar? Yeah, give me that. And we're like, no, not cheddar. He's like, what do you mean not cheddar? I'm like, cheddar's orange. This is yellow. He goes, well, I want cheddar. We don't have cheddar. Well, then give me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was just a bizarre experience, but we all sat around shooting a breeze and telling stories and whatnot. And one of their crew had uh, who wasn't there with us, but he had uh, queued for the pro tour, so he was all they were all happy for him. And it was yeah, it was it was a trip. And then we all went out to a place called Insert Coins because the guys from East West Draftcast had put out a call. Hey, we're going to be here uh, between like nine and ten on Sunday night. Come out and see us. Mm. Oh, what the hell. Me and Jeremy and Nick went out to see him and uh, hung out there all night. It was it's an arcade slash bar slash like uh, game frog where you could just pick up controllers and play whatever games they had. Oh, okay. Like they had big screens freaking everywhere, and uh, it had a live DJ and like a dance floor all all at once. So that was cool. We hung out there till I got exhausted, and then I went home, walked around. Made a lap around Fremont Street and then, you know, went back to the room and died. Uh-huh. But yeah, all, all in all, there was so much stuff to do. The tournament, once you got past Friday, was run amazingly smoothly. Uh, I got to meet so many listeners and so many pro players and so many people that I, uh, know and look up to, you know, BDM and Rich Hagen, uh, are just to Gavin, you know, they're, they're just a, a small handful. I got to meet Sheldon Minnery. He is an intimidating looking little dude, let me just tell you. He, he's built like he will kick your ass. <laughs> Even though I've never seen him except for like headshots, somehow that's very easy to believe. Yeah, he, he is built like he will kick your, and I told him as much. And he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, and fellow podcasters, holy God, dude, I met so many podcasters. Like, uh, a few I'd met before, like the guys from Scrubland. I got a great big man hug from Casby. He's a sweetheart. And I got to meet most of the guys from Brainstorm Brewery and some of the guys from Planeswalker Asylum and one of the guys from the Underdogs and the guys from East West Draftcast. And BDM, I guess he's technically a podcaster, sort of, kind of. And, 
I know there's more, but there were too many. Oh, I got to meet Heather uh, from Legit MTG, Revised Angel on Twitter. Uh, she's a sweetheart. I, I got to meet Helene Bergeau, who was there. And we talked for, Jesus, like 20, 25 minutes, oh, both, wow. both on, on the recorder and off. We just stood there and discussed things. And <clears throat> she's actually really hot. Um, <laughs> there are, like, she's been with Wizards almost since the beginning, hasn't she? Yeah, she said she started in like, 90- almost since the beginning, I, right? I think she said she started in 95, might have been 94. Okay. Like, for some reason, I thought she was part of it back when, like, like maybe they were just getting out of the basement. But I guess I'm misremembering. Oh, here it is at the bottom of her. So she's got a thing on the, the mothership today. And down at the bottom it says that she started her career with Wizards of the Coast in France in December 95. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah, I remembered. But, so, uh. Long ass time ago. Yeah, really. They're like, oh, dude, Brian Prilliman is now an L3 judge. That's awesome. Yeah, he passed his test. Like, so his plane was delayed by like six hours. His, his arrival was delayed by like six hours due to various reasons. And. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to test for L3 Friday night, and he didn't get to. And then I saw him Saturday, and I'm like, yeah, dude, he's like to cancel panels. And the panel is like a big interview thing that has to – it's it's part of taking the test to be an L3. Ooh. And he was not happy. So I didn't actually see him hardly at all on Saturday. And when I did, he had this look on his face. But then on Sunday, he's sitting there – like I was talking to one of the, the head judges – the guy's in the burgundy shirt, you know, and he's sitting there like over here and he waves at me and, you know, I give him a head nod and I finish what I'm doing. I walk around. I'm like, yeah, dude, you working? He's like, shh, I'm testing. I was like, oh crap. And I ran away. And then later he caught up with me and I was like, dude, how'd you do? He's like, well, I don't feel like I crushed it. Cause you have to have an 80 on the test. It's a 50 question test. You have to get 40, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't feel like I crushed it. But then I had the feeling, I had this feeling with one of the tests that I took and I had a 96. But of course, I had a feeling on another one of the tests I took, and I took an 80, I had an 82. I'm like, those are those are both passing stupid. He's like, yeah, but still. <laughs> he, apparently, he took a lot of practice tests, and he passed them all except for one. And the reason he didn't do that one is because he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so now that one is screwing with his head the whole time. Apparently, yeah. But he only like barely missed that one. It was like a 76 or something, and he fell asleep. I was like, shut up, man. <laughs> he fell asleep and timed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So, he, he, yeah, he's dumb. But it was official. It was announced over Twitter uh, on the Magic Judges thing uh, later that night. Welcome our new L3s, some guy in Brian Prilliman. And I was like, whoa. And then I realized, wait a minute, Brian Prilliman is the guy who controls the Magic Judges Twitter. And he tweeted back later. He's like, yeah, but this came through Facebook. So it was, it was legit. It's like, I was, just, I was just messing with you, man. <laughs> Actually, Tom from uh, MTG Radio was the one who uh, let me know about it. He's like, did you see this? I'm like, holy crap. So, but yeah, I didn't meet him. He he tweeted, but uh, it was dude. It was it was so much amazing, and I I don't even I don't even know. Like it was like a hundred and some degrees there, and I didn't care because the humidity was freaking zero. I don't know what the temperature was today, but the humidity was not zero, and it was way worse. Just way worse. I stepped outside to go to lunch, and I was like, <gasps> she's like, didn't you just come from Vegas? She I went with Ashley. She's like, shouldn't you be used to this? I'm like, shut up, humidity. <gasps> it was the worst. <laughs> But, yeah, that's all I got. There, There's probably more. Oh, one more story. Okay, so I met Will from Horde of Notions, right? Yes. And then uh, I found out Adina was there. I didn't I didn't know Adina was there. So I met her, and I heard a story from Will about how Will's like, okay, so I talked to her like two or three times over the course of the weekend. 
And she was standing there talking to Marshall. And I rolled up, you know, and stood there and said, you know, hey, what's up? And she turned and looked at me. I was like, do I know you? And he goes, really? Really, Adina? <laughs> she, he's like, I'm Will. She's like, Will... He's like, I'm from your podcast. And she's like, oh, my God. And Marshall thought it was easily the funniest thing in the history of ever. Because it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can understand not, you know, knowing what someone looks like, but not knowing their voice when that's what you're supposed to know them. <laughs> so we took great pleasure in uh, torturing her about that every time we saw her. So that was fun. But anyway. Okay, I had to tell that story. That's actually all I got. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Athena. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So many people. So many people. But I was sure to tell all the judges, you know, they were doing a good job because they were. And to tell, uh, uh, you know, all the players, thanks for not being jerks because they, for the most part, weren't. Apparently, Kibler decided to show up, collect his appearance fee, register a 40 land deck, and go to EDC. <laughs> so when they called a feature match in round four, which should have been the first round that he played, uh, there was a 40 land deck registered and an opponent, w- uh, and no opponent. So they were like, whoops, and had to get a new feature match. <laughs> that seemed kinda douchey. This is the same guy who, when an eggs opponent was trying to go off, he was like, can I go to the bathroom while he kills me? Like he said to a judge, can I go to the bathroom while he goes off? <sighs> really, Kibler? Well, <laughs> no. it wasn't too long after that eggs got banned anyway, so because it was causing problems like that. But still, really, really Kibler? Eh. It, it is, it is kind of, it is a D-bag move to not drop if you're going to do something like that, though. Yeah. But still, you know, nobody's perfect. Not even me, as it turns out. But yeah, all, all you listeners that I met, I'm, I'm so terrible with names. I remember an Aaron and a Kevin and a JB and the two Matts. They're Monday Night Magic listeners though. And, uh, uh, Mike, of course, gave us the Perler Beads and Gabe. And yeah, there were a bunch of you, and I'm really sorry. I won't actually remember your names until I, you know, listen to this. <laughs> To the footage. <laughs> so, sorry about that. <laughs> but it was fabulous to meet you all. I, I, I love meeting listeners, like a lot. Uh, and, oh, and John, holy crap, John, uh, Jonathan Bott, he is the man, because he had scrubbed out, and I was like, holy crap, I'm starving, and he's like, you don't have time to get food. Tell you what, tell me what you want, give me some money, I'll get you food. I was like, you're gonna stand in this like 45 minute line to get me food? He's like, yeah, cause that's what Jeremy says to do, right? You know, you scrub out, you help out the guys who are still playing. I'm like, yeah, but you're, you didn't come with us. You're you're a listener. I don't want to do that to you. He's like, shut up and give me money. I'm like, yes, sir. I gave him money, and he got me food. And then the next day, he was playing in some big Ravnica Sealed event, and he was 5-0 and and starving. And he's like, ah, my round's about to start. I'm like, give me money. Tell me what you want. I'll stand in line and get it for you. He's like, what? No, I can't have you do that. I'm like, dude, really? Shut up. And it turns out he was worried for nothing, because when I checked him down, his round hadn't started yet. Somebody had some sort of time extension or something. But he ended up finishing, I think he tweeted at me, fifth in that event. So that's pretty awesome. So go get him, John. Did you uh, do the Mini Masters thing that you have the voucher for? I did not, because I liked to eat. And it turns out that the one that they that Jeremy and, and Nick did was actually the last one they ran. Huh. So 
Not that I was going to anyway, because I sat there and ate, and then, hey, you want to go see Terminator Kings? Yes. And, uh, but still. Oh, so they were only doing the Mini Masters Friday night. Right, right. Well, they were only doing that Mini Masters, the, you know, the free check-in, do Mini Masters thing Friday night. Well, that's weird. But, yeah. all like So all the judges, they didn't get the Modern Masters until early Friday morning. So, like, it had to come FedEx, because it went to somewhere in, like, Arkansas or something. Like, what the hell? So, uh, there were people doing the sealed pools for VIPs and whatnot all day. Uh, uh, the Lady Clues actually did, she thinks, somewhere between 20 and 25 sealed pools. Mm-hmm. Like, pre, uh, pre-registered them for the sleep-in specials and VIPs. Which is sick. <laughs> and then... People stayed late into the night. There, were, there was apparently a group of either 20 or 50, I forget uh, which number is accurate, judges bagging everything up for the uh, e- each person that was playing the next day. So it was a little white paper bag, and there were six packs of Modern Masters and a couple of little like life pad things that were shaped like cards. Uh-huh. And something else I'm sure that I'm forgetting because I don't care anymore because I already opened it and I'm done now. But... <laughs> But all of that was in was in those little bags, and yeah, there was a, there was an army of people that were making those for the forty five hundred people playing. So that was cool. And everybody, the, the the people were just volunteer. I heard rumors that Melissa DeTora was over there doing that too, because she is also apparently a judge. Mm-hmm. So like, wow, you know, that's impressive. Yeah, and it all went off without a hitch. So yeah. Pretty banging. I'm actually gonna stop. I'm actually done now. I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, I didn't gamble. No, there were no hookers and blow. Damn it. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Let's talk about something else. I'm tired. Okay. Well, how about we shift over to there are two cards for well, we'll start off with two cards and we'll get to the others that have been previewed for uh Magic Twitter. 2014. 2014? Yeah, 2014. M14. Yeah, M14. Yeah. M14. Uh, let's, let's start with the, the red one that's really good. I don't actually have this, so you guys go. Okay. It's I don't the have young, oh, well, see, this is what you have me for. It is the young pyromancer. It costs one in red. It is a human shaman, uncommon. Um, two one. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a 1-1 red elemental creature token onto the battlefield. It almost feels a little weird that it doesn't have, that the tokens don't have haste, but... Might be too good. (laughs) (laughs) Might have been a little too good. I'm not saying they should, it just, it would feel like that's what 1-1 elementals tokens almost have built in, but it's okay, cause... You get free creatures for every spell. It's an uncommon. It's and it's an a 2-1 un- for 2. <laughs> it's a 2-1 two for 2. It's a 2-1? Two. Two I thought it was a 1-1. One, one. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, it's a 2-1. I read it is, in a while. Maybe this is the red, um, this is the red 2-drop that's gonna be up there with all the other colors. <laughs> nah, probably not. Uh, this is pretty good. I hate to overreact and go, wah! But this is pretty good. You play it, and then you play any other spells. Thinking about, <coughs> like, in Casual or in Legacy, you drop this, and 
maybe if you want to go ahead and get one right away, then you play um the um what's the Phyrexian mana probe thing? Detaxian yeah. probe. Detaxian probe. Or um or the counter spell, mental misstep or whatever. Yeah. Just get a dude for free and then untap and shenanigans. I remember when we were previewing uh, Return to Ravnica, Chewie made a big deal out of the little goblin guy that makes your instants and sorceries cost one less. And he's really good, although he hasn't really seen a whole lot of play. And, you know, these two are buddy-buddy because it's like, hey, I'm red. Well, hey, I'm red. I like instants and sorceries. I also like instants and sorceries. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting with... um. With counter, with, with counter magic being relatively powered down in in recent years, if that hadn't happened, this guy would be one of the um, would be one of the central cards in a and I think a, a pretty powerful counter burn deck. I can see that. I mean, that still might even be doable now. Who knows? If you also put a bunch of bounce stuff and tempo stuff there in there too. Well, the one thing also with the new set is uh, Storm. Oh, yeah, with Modern uh-huh. Masters, yeah. With Modern Masters, yeah. I was like, Storm is an M14? Holy but, yeah, yeah. but 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 Dirk's <laughs> right. I mean, you don't have to... You don't actually have to draw um, uh, Warren... Oh, what's it called? You know, the Storm spell that makes goblins. Um, you just have young Pyromancer out while you're casting all your spells to build up the storm count and then follow it up with something else. Or you don't even have to hit a storm spell at the end of it. You just cast a bunch of spells in a row. Empty the Warrens. There we go. Empty the Warrens. There we go. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Warren instigation? No, that's not right. What the... Warren. <laughs> Goblin lackey guy. So what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, d- I definitely like this card. I don't know. I don't know yet if it's any good in any format. I don't see how it couldn't be, but it's possible. But it's <laughs> pretty awesome. It is. They can very easily be abused, as Brian has been uh, alluding to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, Brian's uh, next time he does F and M, he's going to probably be running some of these. Quite possibly. We're going <laughs> to do an epic experiment deck. <laughs> it will be epic and experimental. And a lot of people will die! Like me, possibly. (coughs) And there's another preview card. There is. And it's. There's a couple, but there's another one that gets its own treatment. This is the, uh. You you should totally click. Here, wait a minute. I put in the bottom link. I think Brian's talking about something else that I still don't have a link to yet. Meh. Oh, I missed. Uh, Meh. There we go. Click. Damn it, that's the same. This didn't copy. That's the same picture. <laughs> Hang on. This one's cool. That, that one's good, yeah. I'll, I'll take this picture. There. Yes, I'm <laughs> For all you that. listeners, Chewy, Chewy was sharing some pictures of a, of a hot chick he met on the plane earlier. Yeah, go to the, uh, the what's it called? I think it's standbytraveler.com. Stand, is that it? Firefox uh-huh. can't find the server at. Okay, maybe that's not it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, standbytraveler.com. Uh, and uh, uh, Jalisa, the, the, the girl who writes this, was next to me on the plane on the way to Vegas. And she's uh, <coughs> she's fun. But anyway, so yeah, the, the link that goes to Geek News, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an MTV geek, which for some reason got this spoiler, which is weird. Uh, because it's a big media outlet. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And of course now my browser is choking on something that's on this page and won't cooperate. Okay. Sorry about that. That was me. Alright, do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, I think you should read it. Please. Alright. So Garrick has been revealed. There's gonna be five, all, the five major planeswalkers are gonna be there, but Garrick's the one they revealed. And it's Garrick Caller of Beasts. So he's a new one. For four and two green, he's a mythic, uh, that's a, has a loyalty counter of four. His plus one ability is reveal the top five cards of your library, put all creature cards revealed this way into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Yeah, not it's not pick one, it's all of them. Yeah, whenever I read that, I was like, elf, deck, must <laughs> go. Because that was the one thing is that I just can't dig fast enough to get to the creatures. Whereas Garrick right here is just like, no, go ahead. By all means, dig. Um, his next ability is a negative three. You may put a green creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. So you dig to get that big creature and then you just... Loot minus three loyalty, and all of a sudden your big something something just dropped onto the battlefield. Progenitus, anyone? Hey, he's green. I like him. Mm-hmm. And then the final ability is a negative seven. So you got to build up to him. Uh, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature spell, you may search your library for a creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Because that's fair. Oh, that's <laughs> definitely fair. <laughs> For a limited time only, every Arbor Elf you play comes with a free Tarmogoyf. Can I get you into a Tarmogoyf today? It's too bad that the uh, the guy we were just talking about, the red creature, doesn't say creature, like red spells, like whenever they enter or cast or anything like that. Well, this this just comes into play. It's not cast, but never mind. <laughs> it is important to keep in mind. I think I get what you were trying to say. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, this, and then you get to get a creature into an addition, but yeah. Never mind. It is important to keep in mind that the, <coughs> excuse me, because the emblem triggers when you cast a creature spell, the creature that you get out of your library will actually enter the battlefield first. So, say you have an empty board, and you're like, alright, uh, I'm gonna play this little guy, and I'm going to go get a Crater Hoof Behemoth out of my deck. It's going to go onto the battlefield, and it's going to look around and say, oh, I'm the only one here, so I get plus one, plus one. Uh, and then the other creature will come in and go, I'm sad. <laughs> but hey, at least you have a 6-6 six, six with Trample and Haste. Yeah, I and mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's important <laughs> to keep in mind. Now, um, that would be awesome. What? Have the Garrick Emblem and cast a Bloodbraid Elf. Hmm. Uh, ah, my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dewey. <laughs> I could have said Maelstrom Wanderer. Well, I'm just actually, thinking, that's actually not that complicated, but you need to decide what order you want the Cascade and the Emblem to resolve in. Oh, but it'd still but, be awesome. Yeah. I was uh, also thinking about all the, the, the Simic stuff with Evolve. That you could really stack that and just mm. build up your evolved creatures like nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
So his plus one ability we des- we determined on Eminem last night is almost lead the stampede. His minus three is almost dramatic entrance, and his limit break is almost ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it is important to note that unlike a lot of the other, this is one of the only Garricks that is this the only Garrick that doesn't make a token. It's the only Garrick that does not make a token. Yeah. Although his minus ability can put a creature directly into play. So we need a token for minus three. No, he's well, saying it's the only one that doesn't bring it. It doesn't make a buddy. Yeah, doesn't make a creature. Yeah. You can top five though, top five, and you get all of them. It is not a reveal of top five. You may take a creature from there. It's all every single one in the top five that's a creature. It's now in your hand. That's pretty good. But the turn that you play him, he costs six. You're probably not going to be playing much else. <coughs> I still think he's really good. I don't know if he's as good as some of the other Garricks, but um, like, you know, it's tough being at six. I but think he's as good as the five-cost Garrick. Probably, at least. <coughs> and especially in EDH and those sorts of formats mm-hmm. where you have ridiculous green creatures like Progenitus, like... Yeah. Um, uh, the Vorinclex, you know, uh, of Behemoth, and 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 friends. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Casual players like us are gonna eat this up. And since Modern Masters did just come out, and since now there's more um, doubling seasons than ever out there, you go play Garrick, get an emblem. <laughs> He's not dead yet, Mark. Mark. Ahaha. But that's not the only Garrick news. No, that's not the only Garrick news. Yeah, so at San Diego Comic-Con, there, so lots of people like to do, uh, Comic-Con exclusive promos mm-hmm. of stuff. Toy, uh, people do it. I think McFarlane Toys has done it. Maybe not. But there's lots of places, lots of things that people put out that you can only get at Comic-Con or aftermarket that came out of Comic-Con. Yeah, just convention exclusive. Lots of conventions do it. Yeah. But Comic-Con is one of the biggest, so, you know. So Wizards has decided to tap into this with uh, alternate art uh, Planeswalkers. All five of them will be there with, quote, unique black-on-black art by Steve Prescott. And the Garrick is shown here, and I usually don't really care for alternate arts or shiny or nonsense like that, but these are Freaking sweet. Yeah. I mean, it looks like those... It looks like some awesome Batman art. I was just about to say, it's some crazy Frank Miller, is what it looks like. Yeah. And that is a, a compliment of the highest degree. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's black on black with green eyes and like a green something behind him, I guess. Like a slash. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a weapon he's got on his back or if that's just something behind him. No, that's, that's just something behind him. Okay. So... Yeah, the link to this will be in the show notes. Go look at this. This is insane, dude. This is so hot. <laughs> did you see uh, Chandra's name? I I did. So that's the other thing. So all the planeswalkers were not revealed, but we know four of them. So Ajani Color of the Pride will be back. Jace Memory Adept will be back. Liliana of the Dark Realms will be will be back. And we've we've seen Garrick Color of Beasts. The other one is Chandra Pyromaster. Pyromaster, which I'm. Um, Fairly sure will be uh, one of the Chandra arts that we've seen floating around uh, with M14 all over it. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what she does yet, but that's cool. Well, the Liliana is—is is she new? 
No, she's the one that was in him in thirteen. <laughs> yeah, in thirteen. She, yeah, Lily on the Dark it's, Realms it's, is the one that can search up swamps and does other stuff yeah. in swamps. Yeah. Okay. And and the Ajani is the one from M13, and the Jace is the one from M12. 12. Yeah. 12 and 13? 12 and 13. Okay. Because the other Jace was from Ravnica, or Return to Ravnica, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty cool. Can't wait to see what Chandra does. As Schofield said, I hope she's good. I hope she costs three and does good things. And I was like, I hope so, too. Yeah, I'd, I won't even get my hopes up for cost three. I'm just hoping for good. I like Chandra. I just hope she's good. <laughs> yeah. I think the only one I've tried to play with seriously is the first one. Well, why would you when they printed cough? <laughs> <laughs> when they printed cough, they hadn't printed the first Chandra in a while. <laughs> That's true. So, that's that, but there's more M14 to talk about. Like, even more, even. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that's not it. I can't seem to find the link. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> that's so, another picture of the hot chick. Yeah. <laughs> so, Duels 2014 came out. Yeah, and all of you are lucky I'm not playing it right now. Yeah, I haven't even downloaded it yet. I've downloaded it. I never <laughs> finished, uh, Duels 2013. What the hell? I am, I am not. I am not playing it right now. It's on my computer downstairs, but I do have a pack. Should I open the pack? Yeah, so explain what this pack is. Okay. Uh, It's got a picture on it. It says Magic 2014. I'm going to explain where uh, it came from, numb nut. Like, what pack do you have? What is is this? Where'd you get it? Why do you have it? it? Wasn't that what I was doing? I got this from a store. No, you started describing the packaging to us. That's what you were doing. I was getting to that. Oh, okay. It says says Steam on it, so I got it from downloading it on Steam. I I downloaded the game on Steam. I printed out the little certificate, and I took it to a store, and I said, can I have this? And they're like, sure, and they gave me the pack. Okay, so. And the very first card is a foil scavenging ooze. Scavenging ooze when... I remember when we talked about it when the Commander product was coming out, and I was like, yeah, that seems pretty good. Apparently, it's played all the time in Legacy forever, all the time. Oh, yeah. So, yay, and now it's an M14. Uh, (coughs) Next card is a Claustrophobia. That's cool. It's a reprint from Innistrad. It's got the same creepy art that's going to drive Chewie crazy. Yay, that's not cool. That's not cool. (laughs) A Flesh... Pulper giant. Flesh and then pulp, like, you know, the pulp of a fruit. Flesh pulper giant. It costs five and two red. It's an uncommon giant. It's a four four. When it, when flesh pulper giant enters the battlefield, you may destroy target creature with toughness two or less. So it doesn't deal damage, it destroys. But it's interesting because, uh, I don't know, I guess, like, if it just said two damage to something, you could, like use a shock on a four on on a four four and then use this to finish it and you don't have that option but okay <laughs> the flavor text is he doesn't hate small folk he just likes the squishing sound they make yeah. and he's getting ready to step on a goblin <coughs> it's pretty cool um quag sickness I think this is a reprint yeah. on the core set uh 
two and a black enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets minus one, minus one for each swampy control. Mm-hmm. It's a common. Lightning talons. Is Lightning talons a reprint? Two and a red. Yeah, it's a reprint from Alara block and then again in a quarter set. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Plus three, plus O, oh, and first strike for the enchanted creature. Giant growth is back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, oh, effect really? is gone, so yeah. Yeah. After being and, in the Ravnica block? <laughs> well. Oh, it was. It wasn't, wasn't the last core set, so. That's quite true. That's true. <laughs> and then the last card is a promo for Magic Celebration. Join your local community for a day of complimentary games and prizes. That's the free pack day. Um, the celebration. Uh, September 7th, 2013, Sparks Will Fly. I, I started the, um, the new game and the emphasis is definitely on Chandra. Bef- the part of the tutorial is before you can advance into the campaign, you have to play against the Chandra deck. And the only decks you have to choose from are the Chandra deck and the Garrick deck. And I'm like, Garrick deck all the way, because usually when I play these, I play the Gar- the heck out of the Garrick deck. This one has a lot of non-creature spells though, I don't know. I had, one or two encounters where I could not draw a creature. I'm like, Oaken form, Oaken form, enlarge, enlarge, overrun. Where's a freaking creature? So. So I would like to point one thing out about Duels 2014. Yes. It was in a, an all caps text that I got from our good buddy Beach. <coughs> Hallelujah, sweet Jesus! I can change my land count. <laughs> I also like the. Attack with everybody button. Ooh, there's an attack with everybody button? Oh, yeah, cool. it goes to the attack phase and you can click them one at a time or you can just say, attack with everybody. And then it still makes you confirm. So if you just click that button, you don't go, ah, oh, crap, that's not what I meant to do. It just designates all your guys as attacking and then you still have to press continue. That's pretty ballin' though. Yeah, it's nice. I, I really didn't get a chance to play with it much. I just wanted to make sure it installed and made sure that I could print out the thing. But from the little bit I played around, it is a really good design. So. Sweet. Yay. So there's one more thing about, uh. <coughs> oh god, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just getting over a cold. Please don't Actually, die. Lost, partially lost my voice on the way back from, um, Indiana this last weekend. It How was did very. You survive? <laughs> I was in the car. Okay. Nobody talked to you with Carrie, and she's heard it all before anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, some of the music from uh, Duels 2014, or as it's called now, Magic 2014-Duels of the Planeswalkers, which, okay, sure. But uh, the band, which you might recognize from here, or if you listen to Card Advantage, it's their, they have their theme song, I Fight Dragons. Uh, has some music in the game, which is pretty awesome, because I love those guys. So I looked, my iPhone has 24 songs on it, because I have, I still use the actual iPod, so I don't, I don't listen to music much on the phone. But three of those songs are I Fight Dragon songs. Like, that's how much I like them. <laughs> that's an eighth of all the music on my iPhone. <laughs> that is not a small percentage. Considering all the stuff I have on the iPod. But, uh, yeah, I highly recommend everyone check them out. They had some free music on their site, oh, a month or so ago, so they probably still do. Like an entire album, if I remember correctly. So, 
If you like rock music or chip tunes or both, because they're a mix, you should totally go check them out. Or go back and listen to old episodes of ours that have, you know, I Fight Dragons on there. Uh, their big song that I love so much was The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth. Brian just actually coughed up something alive. Did you hear that? Yep. yep. <laughs> he it's coughed it up and it turned around and looked at him. It's running around on my desk now. <laughs> oh, man. So I think I think that covers everything, doesn't it? What about the promo cards? Oh, right. I knew there was something else. So what about the promo cards? Have we covered, well, uh, there's the ones that you get for Magic Duels of Planeswalkers. There's the Scavenging Ooze. There's the Ogre Battle Driver. Have we talked about the Ogre Battle Driver before? No. Okay. Mike says no. Well, Mike, what does it do? Well, um, for two red and two, it's a 3-3 Ogre Warrior, and it's rare. And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gains haste until end of turn. Oh, he's a... uh... Is it in the web of war? Or am I thinking of something? Yeah, else? yeah, in the web of war. That's the one. A five drop enchantment. Yeah. That does this. That I actually have in the chuck deck. <laughs> I was oh, just thinking. Yeah, hey, you. Here's a bone splitter. Get out there. Exactly. Just handing them out. But I want it back later. <laughs> yeah, I got to give one to the next guy. <laughs> that seems pretty cool. For four. Yeah. And then the other promo. You know, is... you know what he works well with? What's that? The young pyromancer. <gasps> See, that's worthwhile. Okay. That's freaking that's pretty sick. Good. I'll just make some spark elementals that don't die at end of turn. Thank you, and good night. So, yeah. Yes. <coughs> and then the last promo for, um, I don't know if it's for the PlayStation 3 or whatever uh, version, is the Bone Scythe Sliver, which is the Double Strike Sliver. Pretty sure we covered that one before. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have the pre-release card, which is the Megantic Sliver, Mega-tick Sliver, <laughs> um, which is the slivers you control all our giant growth. I know we covered that one because we talked about the name. Yeah. I'm like, eh, um, maybe going, may, may be going, if Chewie's going to go to Richmond the next week after the pre-release for a Team Sealed event, so if I do that, I'm definitely not going to the pre-release. In the pre-release card, I'm just like, eh. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the launch promo, which is far more interesting, which is the Colossal Whale, which, again, we talked about before. So it's like, okay, it's the 5-5 five, five Whale that um, exiles creatures when it attacks. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we talked about that. <clears throat> launch promos, the textless cards. Game day. Just, game day. Yeah, you just started. The, the yeah, way they've, they've started putting them on the bottom, and it's bothering me. Yeah, yeah, that messed me up the first time I read the article too. That, yeah. So the game day promos, the participation promo, is hive stirrings, which is the sorcery to put two colorless sliver tokens onto the battlefield. The top eight, though, is a card that this is crazy. I had not seen before, and I do think it's new. Goblin Diplomats, which, you know, that's like saying goblins that pick up after each other or are polite <laughs> people, you know? So, you know, it's got to be good. Hey, it's a 2-1 for 2, but it doesn't make little guys. But it's still awesome. <laughs> goblin Diplomats for 1 and a red is a 2-1 goblin. It's rare, and it has tap. 
Each creature attacks this turn if able. Now that's diplomacy. I like it. It's pretty it's pretty nuts. You can definitely use it to force some bad attacks, obviously. Yeah. Really? Then there's the Biobox promo, which is Ratchet Bomb. Uh, nobody likes Ratchet Bomb. Next is, oh wait, it's Ratchet <laughs> Bomb, which is going to be in standard again. Scorts, uh, so what? Blow up tokens? Uh, maybe. Probably. Hey, Selesnia. Yeah, screw you, buddies. You damn hippies. <laughs> um, promo sliver token for those that participate in the league. Yeah, that's, it's pretty cool, actually. It is. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a well, it's promo sliver token. And then, and then they get into the other tokens, which are an angel token, a 3-3 beast, a 2-2 cat, the elemental tokens. I wonder why uh, there are two different elemental tokens. Yeah, I'm not sure. They don't have any different characteristics. One's on fire and one's not. Uh, one looks like the like, art like, in that. Go ahead. Yeah, one is a fire elemental. The other looks more like an earth elemental of some sort. Yeah. Um... And then when it says another familiar face, it's a goat token, and they're just like, nothing to see here. I'm like, a goat? Really? Could this mean that um, Springjack Pasture is in the set? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> or Trading Post is coming back. No. Shog. No. Shog. <laughs> Shog. <laughs> Boom. Boom. He commands, he commands you. Commands you. <laughs> there's a Sapling token, and then there's a Sliver token that's not a promotional... There's a wolf token, there's a zombie token, and that's it for the... And then there's the emblems for Garrick and for Liliana. And there's that. (coughs) So yay, promos. So, should we take a small break? Yes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, are we even going to do any more? It's already almost 9 o'clock. Yeah, we have almost an hour and a half of recording right now. Yeah. Should we... Should we be done? By the time we get done doing our final thoughts, yeah, we'll be oh, about okay. two hours. Word, we'll we'll skip the uh, old versus new until next week then, because I didn't realize I rambled about uh, Vegas for so freaking long. It was a good story. Huh. I think we spent a little too much time talking about M14 stuff personally, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. We didn't actually spend all that much time talking about indiv- each individual card. Sure. Oh well, so never mind. I wanted damn music anyway. Um. See, is there anything else that happened? What happened in today on today's uh, Daily MTG? Anything good? It was the uh, thing. Oh, yeah, the, the thing. Stuff. It's freaking awesome. What? <laughs> mm. Oh, right. There was uh, an article by uh, Helene B- Bergeau, who was hot. Um, I didn't actually read it yet because I didn't see it until just it, as we got started. It's got photos and angles of everybody, and you can see what you were talking about, about the color sections. It's got pictures of the red and the blue sections. and. How the hell did they get these pictures? Sorcerers. Oh, well, I mean, she works for wizards. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, there were 160 judges. Sweet mother of crap. <laughs> oh, dude, you guys know what's really awesome? What's I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes, too, but it's going to take me a second to go get because it's on the Monday Night Magic show notes. It was in the coverage. Uh, apparently, Nate Price and some and lots of other people put this together. But da, 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 where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Infographic. Infographic. Really? 
Oh man, you're killing me. Shut up, shut up. Hang on, hang on. It's right here, damn it. Where is it? Here it is. It's up at the top. God almighty, I forgot I moved it up to the top. Copy. Okay, so this is an infographic. That's not a picture of the hot chick, is it? Okay, good. An infographic that Nate Price and various other people put together for the uh, GP Vegas coverage. And it's called Drawn to Scale. And it just looks at... uh, just uh, uh, how big this tournament is in every way. So it we we are now the holders, we being Magic players, the holders of the largest trading card game tournament ever held. The previous, the 100th Yu-Gi-Oh Championship Series was 43-64. GP Vegas beat that with a cap. <laughs> so take that weird purple and yellow and colored haired anime guy with the top decking thing and whatever it is he does. So we were at the the last Big Magic tournament, they, uh, Charlotte. This was seventy percent bigger than the biggest tournament ever. <laughs> uh, there are more players in Vegas than there are registered judges in the entire world. Like it's just lots of stuff like this. Ouch. Yeah, I saw the part about um how it actually. <coughs> Sorry, how do I? Um, <clears throat> they broke down the statistics of. How many of each particular type of card were open, like mythic, rare, foils, that sort of thing. And I find it really interesting that that means that there were approximately 16 foil Tarmogoyfs opened around the room, which should tell you something. If you're taking odds, although that may sound like a lot, your odd, that should tell anybody that's just trying to pull random from, just from random boosters, the odds of opening a foil mythic rare in this set, uh, if, if 4,500 well, people. A, a specific foil mythic rare. Yes. Well, that's true. That's true. But it's not like it was, you know, a hundred or something. It was 16. In 27,000 so, packs. Enough to reach to the top of the Eiffel Tower. That's pretty sick. Like, counting the packaging, the product used for day one sealed decks equates to a literal ton of magic cards. Holy balls. There were, think, oh, go ahead. I think I saw someone post on Facebook about, uh, about the, the big ass 18 wheeler pulling up with, with all the products <laughs> in the trailer and how they were just astonished at it. Yeah, well, yeah. <coughs> Let's see. The 160 judges here to run Grand Prix Las Vegas is enough to staff all of the Pro Tours, World Championship, and World Magic Cup for a single year. There were two L5s, three L4s. Good lord. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's only like four 11. L5s in the world. So 11 and 16 is 27 L3s, like a million L2s, and there were even some L1s. And that was just, it says total judge levels of the main event and the, 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 the TO staff was 336 judge levels. That's a lot of judge yeah. level. <laughs> Let's see. Around 40% of the L2 judges in the U.S. are on staff in Vegas, including every judge from the Southwest region. One-third of all the level 3 and 4s in the world are on staff at Vegas. And all the level 5 judges are at Grand Prix. Two of them are head judging Vegas. That was Toby Elliott and I think Jason LeMahieu or Lems was the other L5. I think he's an L5. I might feel bad about that. Uh, one was head judging Bangkok. And the last one was playing in Vegas. I have no idea who that is. 
But he he was playing in Vegas. That's pretty cool. Oh, and Sheldon uh, Mentory was on coverage staff too. <coughs> it's just it's crazy how big this was in area. It's just like Vegas. So everything in Vegas is too big and way too out of proportion. Just everything. It's insane. <laughs> and yeah. So GP Vegas was the same thing. Uh, Chris Otwell, I think, I think it was Chris, uh, kept referring to it as Woodstock. Because it was. It was Magic Player's Woodstock. Like, I was there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's completely insane. Buh. Was there lots of hemp? Uh, I did not see any hemp. I, I've heard rumors that there may or may not have been uh, drugs found on site, but people rumor about random things, so whatever. Yeah, it was insane. So, was I talking about Vegas again? Damn it! <laughs> now let's get back to M14. Yeah, so, <laughs> talk about some comments. <laughs> but, uh, so I can't remember if we talked about this on the air or not, but uh, so the the last file of GP Charlotte is up. You guys heard it last week because I uploaded it to our feed as well as the MTGcast feed. So everybody that wanted to hear it heard it. Uh, the hmm, now oh, that was my head. I'm I'm working on GP Pittsburgh. Well, I was actually earlier while we were talking, but. <laughs> No longer anymore, but I'm working on GP Pittsburgh. The first file from GP Pittsburgh will be up sometime, hopefully by this weekend. I just found out I have to work Saturday, so that bites that right in the ass. But directly, Scott says, from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to throw a small kink into the works. But uh, the first GP Pittsburgh will be up soon. All I have to do, it's f- like 40, 45 minutes, maybe not that long. So I have to do is listen to it. Cut out some nonsense, throw in some sound effects, it's good to go. So And then eventually we'll get to Vegas. But you gotta hear Pittsburgh first because, you know, it's Pittsburgh. And I had good questions, sort of there. Mostly. Whatever. Shut up. I enjoyed them, it's all that matters. <laughs> so yeah. Keep an eye out for the an ear, I guess, out for those. Or an eye, it'll be on a website. You can see that, right? Yeah. Hey, final thoughts, Mike. For God's sake, um, shut me up. What? Oh. Final thoughts, Mike. Um Oh, I almost had something, too. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> we were this close. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm glad you're able to go to Vegas. Um, I tried to find some magic to do this past weekend, but I was not successful. I went down to Lucky's just to see who was hanging around there and also to uh, to sell him um, foil Deathrite Shaman that I got out of that box I won in the raffle. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I kept uh, six of those packs unopened so that we to to keep them with that um, draft set that he had that he had put in there. Uh, but yeah, so I traded that in and just mainly stood around and shot the breeze with Lucky and a couple of other people who were in there just to buy some commander stuff for a while before I went back. But um, yeah, and and that's when that's when he told me about that they were still going to try to run a few more Modern Masters drafts. So hopefully I'll be able to get to do that in a couple days. That'd be cool. Yeah. Wait, when is that? What? Um, in Friday Night Magic, they start they start modern at six o'clock. They start standard at six thirty, and then at some point, um, usually he said usually sometime around nine ish, there are enough people interested in starting a draft. And Modern Masters has been, you know, wildly popular over the last several weeks. 
he says they can't get people to do a full return to Ravnica block draft, but for a draft that, you know, costs more, he just can't. <laughs> you know, people are always like, oh, no, no, Modern Masters. Wow. How much is he charging for the draft, do you know? Uh, I can't remember what he said. Oh, wow. I mean, Modern Probably Masters, from, enough. from what I heard, Modern Masters draft is actually really freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of the sealed, even though I had to win three rounds, damn it. So, yeah. Yep, that's it. Man, I might have to come give that a shot if I can afford it. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, next! Who's next? I'm waiting for Brian. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, hmm. Final thoughts. Lemonade must have run out. No, well, yeah, my frozen lemonade did run out. My voice, well, I've been trying to conserve my voice because I am still getting over the cold. <coughs> but um, I did get four packs of Modern Masters just using stuff. I I, I paid like the tax on it, and I I all um I traded in forty eight dollars worth of stuff that I wasn't using and like Sphinx's revelation and stuff and got it. So I'm like, now I'm torn. I'm like, do I open it or do I never open it ever? I don't know. So I'm just going to stare at it for a while. Oh, if we were recasting the movie, um, the Spider-Man movie, not the one that came out last year that I don't really like, but the first one, the good one, um, with Tobey Maguire, who would play Spider-Man? And if we, we have to recast it, with um, legendary creatures and planeswalkers. Spider-Man? Yeah. For example, could Garrick play a good Spider-Man? No. <laughs> yeah, I'd like hey. to see Flash Thompson try to pick on Garrick. Garrick will just flatten him. <laughs> <laughs> could Jace be a good Peter Parker, all dorky and stuff? I think yeah. Soren probably could. Soren's too old. Yeah, but he still looks young. <laughs> Toby Maguire was too old. What are you talking about? Somebody's like, hey, Parker. And he turns and looks at you with those eyes. And they're like, never mind. <laughs> and he can be kind of emo. I could, I could see that. <laughs> I, I think it'd be very difficult to cast one. Just because that, that to me is sort of like comparing apples to like computers. <laughs> Get it? Like they're not, not uh, even close. Well, that's the no, whole point. not what I meant. That's the whole point is being silly. Like Chandra, and <clears> Ray, <throat> they both have red hair. Just one's on fire, and one can't act. <laughs> and one would totally burn a hole right through the Green Goblin. Oh, you want to kick that? Wow. I'm just being silly. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> I think I had, I had more time to actually like look up some. Uh, Legendary creatures, I could probably come up with something. Well, maybe we could cover this as a topic some other time, you know, when we don't have anything else to talk about. I feel like that we've got, like, tons and tons of, like, just the listeners have given us a few things, and... We're never going to ever finish this new versus old. You do realize that. Yeah, I still had... (laughs) <laughs> when we had put forth the the idea of us making split cards or the fusion cards. Yep. Oh, that yeah, we didn't do that yet. <laughs> you know, I actually spent a, quite a lot of time sitting down over the course of several days thinking about how it would be possible to do a channel fireball fuse split card. Ah. <laughs> there are a lot of hoops you got to jump through to make it work. 
Oh. Uh, so my final thought is that it's less a final thought as in a moment of celebration because I have only two days left of class before I'm done with my first summer session. Yeah. Woo! Um, this has been a very intense couple of weeks. Just when you try and cram a class that's supposed to take a semester into three weeks, I have... I have just worn myself flat out and you know when you get to that point where you've worked so hard that you see that last you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're just you know almost ready to collapse from exhaustion. Yeah, that's me earlier today. That's me probably the next two days. Not I mean there's still a, lot, a, a bunch of things I still have to do, but I'm literally running on mental fumes at this point. <laughs> so like whenever I get done with this I actually need to to do some reading <laughs> for for a class assignment tomorrow when I go whenever I get in. So, but I will be done Friday with the first summer session, first class out of the way. But you know what that means, Chewy? What's that? You have to go back to school. Shut up. You will be the only once I have mine. You will be the only one in the group without a master's. And you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> so. Mike Hardy just sent me a message. Hey, did you deliver the dork's presents yet? I was like, no, I have not seen them yet, but I did send them the picture. Anybody like say anything to Mike Hardy since I'm sure he's listening? I loved mine. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yes, thank <laughs> you very much. Sweet. Mine's going to go in a shadow box somewhere if I can dig one up or do something with it. In a few days, you will have heard this. <laughs> Sweet. So, was that everybody but me? That was everybody but me. It's everybody but you. And I got. Whatever you don't do, Vegas. Do what? Whatever you do, just don't talk about Vegas. We'll be here for another hour. I know, right? I'm running out of stuff to talk about. It was, uh, I don't know. It was an experience. It was a thing that existed. (laughs) (laughs) Was it now? It totally was. Uh, yeah. So, I told Rich Hagen that a long time ago, when, back when he was doing podcast coverage at the GPs and whatnot, Mm-hmm. He actually did one one time where he just walked around and asked everybody a couple of completely random questions, and that was the f- my favorite one that he ever did. So I totally ripped it off, and he apologized for that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that was pretty cool. And then the guy who who flew over here with him uh, recognized me. It was like, "Oh, you're Chewy. I'm Nigel from where is he from? I think he was from Nottingham." And he, maybe not. I met a couple of people from random places in Britain, so I'm, I'm, they're running together in my head. They all sound the same to you. Well, yeah, that. But he, uh, it, I thought it was weird that the guy who flew over with Rich Hagen was actually a listener. I was like, whoa. I don't know why that struck me as whoa, but it totally did. And I got to help Chris Otwell find his lost playmat. Okay, one, one last story as a final thought. So I bumped into Chris Otwell at some point between rounds, and he was losing his mind. I'm like, you all right? He's like, I lost my freaking playmat. I was like, which one? He's like, the playmat for this event. I'm like, you'll never see that again. <laughs> like, that sucks, man. He's like, no, 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 I had lots of people sign it, uh, but it's not here. I was like, oh, well, having people sign it helps, because then you can't sell it, you know, to a vendor. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. He's like, could you do me a big favor? Are you done? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. He's like, could you do me a big favor and go check Lost and Found? I was like, sure. Now, he was in the green tournament, which was when you come in the front door, you're right in front of the white tournament, and then the green tournament was, like, so along the short wall. The long wall went, Wee! 
way that way. The short wall was like way that way, but not way that way. It was right there. So yeah. he was on essentially on the front right. Lost and found was all the way back in the back left. And I was like, Ugh. so I truck my ass over to uh, the lost and found. Mm-hmm. And of course, I found someone, maybe two people, to ask three questions on the way over there. Because if it's in lost and found, it's not going anywhere. So I did that. I get there. I tell the judge, hey, my boss lost his playmat. He sent me over here to find it. I'm Chewy Media, blah, da, 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 just to try to establish some credibility. Because mm-hmm. I just realized I'm coming over here to get something out of Lost and Found that's not mine. <laughs> hey, man, do you have a uh, signed playmat? And he's like, well, do you know who signed it? I'm like, it's got like a dozen signatures on it. He said he got the coverage team, you know, Gavin and Sheldon, uh, and uh, some, like an artist and... A couple pros, I don't know, honestly. He goes, hmm. And he goes and he, now he digs through the lost and found. He doesn't just go pick it up. I hear like, I hear this. <laughs> While he's over there, I'm like, wow. And he finally stands up with a playmat and he holds it up with the back to me and he goes, hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, fine. Is this it? And he turns around and shows it to me and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And he thinks about it for a second. He goes, well, here. <laughs> I think your response convinced him, okay, I think this guy's actually legit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, here. If it's not his, just bring it back. And I was like, no. Because if somebody knocks me down and takes this, then my credibility is shot forever. There's that, uh, oh, I almost said a bad word. There's that bastard what stole a playmat. <laughs> so I'm like, why don't I take a picture? So I take a picture with my phone. I love my smartphone, even though it's kind of an asshole sometimes. And I trucked my ass all the way back to the green <laughs> section. Chris Otwell. Again, stopping two or three times to ask three questions. And I got to Chris Otwell, and he was shuffling up between games. And I'm like, hey, Chris. And I hold up the phone. I'm like, is this it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, there's Alan Comer. Alan Comer was there. I completely missed Alan Comer. Mark Herberholtz was there. I missed him, too. Damn it. But, uh... He's like, yeah, and there's this person and that person, and there's Sheldon. Yeah, 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 that's mine. I'm like, okay. <sighs> but truck my ass. I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> all the way back to Lost and Found. And now there's like a crowd of people there because that's that's also a, a stage for organizing side events, I think, or something like that. I was like, Ugh. I stand there in line. And hey, he's like, was it his? I'm like, yeah, it was his. He goes, all right, here you go. He throws it to me. And... I fold it up real nice, and I turn around and walk away, and people are there. Hey, Chewy! I'm like, oh, my God. So I talk to people, and I think I did another three questions, and I think I might have done another three questions. <laughs> and I'm like, i got to get this back to Otwell before he loses his mind or moves, and I'll never see him again. Because I don't know if his phone is working. I don't know if my phone is working, whatever. So I finally get it all the way over to him, and he's like, oh, sweet, they gave it to you. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, boss. That's payback for buying me that Coke or Pepsi or whatever at uh, whatever the bar was at. We were at Dick's Last Resort, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. One of those chains where everyone's supposed to be a jerk. Yeah. And nobody was actually, none of the servers were actually jerks that we could tell. But one guy did crack a dirty joke. He handed someone their food and he's like, biggest piece of meat you've ever had in your mouth, huh? And <laughs> she was like, <clears throat> and her husband went, aww, because she choked on it. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> so that yeah, that's that's my last uh, Vegas story because there really isn't much to tell in the way of stories. It's all 
walking around and working and, and doing work, even though I've talked incessantly about it. It was really mostly work. It was great work, but it was work. I was so exhausted. Yeah. So, yay, that was fun. But, again, another just gratitude, immense gratitude to everybody involved. Uh, I, I honestly cannot express it, and I don't even know how to start. So I'm going to stop. And, and hammer time. Damn it, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that'll be it. So uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the mana pool. Uh, we're on Twitter. That's mostly me. Oh, I had my 10,000th tweet in Vegas. Because someone pointed out, hey, look, you're at 9999. I was like, what? Holy crap. <laughs> so I, uh, right, hang on. Go away. Message from the stupid computer. I had a critical message about your computer. I had a critical message about almost stabbing you in the face. Hey, it's right here. Hang on. <laughs> so my, whoa, that was way before I left. <laughs> there it is. So I said, really? Did it not go through? Oh, here it is. It said, I like pork. And then hashtag OJAM. Hashtag actually prefer chicken. Hashtag 10,000th tweet. Hashtag such a waste. Hashtag GP Vegas. I was proud of that. I had to send it three times because the coverage in the hall was miserable, but it finally went off. So yay. 10,000th tweet. At least some of those were you guys. I'm going to call like 10 of them were you guys. So... That sounds about right. Yeah. That's a, I don't know, that's a bit optimistic. It kind of is. I'm going to call it 10, though. It's easier to keep track of. Yeah. So, um, Twitter, at the Manipool, Facebook, I did that. Oh, yeah, you can send us an email, dorks, at the com. And I love the brand. I don't think I've done that yet this episode. And there's... Is there anything else? Oh, the forums, right. Go join the forums. Our forums, where'd everybody go? You notice that we don't record for two weeks and our forums kind of died? Uh, they were kind of like that before we took some weeks off. We just got into it. We just landed in a lull period. That just happens every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. It does. Okay. But hopefully um, it can pick up again soon. Yeah, go join the forums. Jump in. Just talk about whatever because that's what we do there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So... This has been, what did we determine, 283? Yes. Episode 283 of Manipool. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.